Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen, your hostess, and I appreciate you joining me. Hopefully you're going to hear a little bit of something today that inspires you, makes you laugh, encourages you, maybe makes you think or feel a little bit. I always start out each podcast, though, with what I like to call a pod quote, and that is a bit of a scripture or a quote or maybe a little thought, something that I've read uh, that I like to share with you. So today's pod quote is, patience with others shows love, patience with self shows hope, patience with God shows faith. And I'm going to repeat that for you. Patience with others shows love, patience with self shows hope. Patience with God shows faith. And if you didn't catch it and you want to write it down, I will repeat it again at the podcast, so no worries. All right, so if you couldn't already tell, today's podcast might be a little bit about being patient or having patience or being a patient in a hospital. No, no, it's about patience. (laughs) Um, But it's also about a few other things as well. And the title of this episode is Leave the Door Open. So if you're joining me for the first time, you might not already know that I am a Christian speaker and writer. And one of the things that I like to do is make people laugh. Uh, At least I hope I make them laugh when I intend to make them laugh, because I'm sure sometimes people laugh at me when I really didn't intend for them to, but that's okay too. (laughs) Um, I have a part of a a comedy set that I recently did at a women's event um, where I talk about how impatient our world is. You know, I love to get up and speak to women and just um, be a part of a, a day or an evening or a whole weekend of uh, inspiration and rejuvenation and, and laughter. And so it's great. And But oftentimes I will poke fun at something that truly has a, a deeper meaning underneath. And being patient is one of those things. I was joking around about how rushed our society is and in such a hurry for everything to be done anymore that over the years we went from having minute rice to instant minute rice because one minute wasn't enough. It needed to be a little bit closer to a minute, uh, a little less than a minute would be instant minute rice. So the whole getting a pot out and putting water into it, just that's days gone by, right? Um, that's what it seems like. And it's just, it's not just from from rice, but food overall. It's uh, from food to something else. We just are increasingly more and more impatient. We've gravitated towards a quick fix, instantaneous, got to get instant feedback, immediate attention kind of a world. And it's sad. It's as if our society is a dog and impatience is a bone and we're chewing up impatience and savoring it. It's like, that's what we want to do is be impatient. We were wanting more and more things faster and faster and faster. And so as I was thinking of this, trying to, to get some sort of image in my head about how our society is with impatience. And I thought of the dog with a bone analogy. Um, it made me think about my dog and this whole idea of being patient actually made me think of how patient my dog is. I mean, my dog has the the patience level of a saint, not a St. Bernard, just a saint because she's a blue healer border collie. (laughs) But anyway, I know that's a strange thing to think about as how patient my dog is, but that's how my brain works. But think about it. 
how patient must a dog be? I am constantly saying to my dog, okay, no, hold on, not now, or we'll go out in a minute, or I'll, I'll be back later, or we'll go for a walk tomorrow, or, you know, oh, I'll get you a biscuit in a minute. And it feels as if she's constantly waiting on me to do something for her because, well, she's pretty much dependent on me, right? And then it struck me the other day when I was thinking about all this, um, that I'd said to her about the fifth time in a row, hold on a minute, be patient. Yes, I, I told my dog to be patient. I'm a bad owner. I'm a bad, bad mama dog, mama for the dog. Um, because I tell her to hold on all the time, although I'm not doing it as much anymore because I, I really had this thought process because they say that a dog ages faster than humans. So in the first two years, of a dog's life, they age really fast. But then after that, it's supposed to be for every one human year, it's seven years for a dog. And it just hit me, holy shamoli. If I ask my dog to wait a minute, how much time does that seem like to her? Like, is she holding her pee for three weeks while I take my time checking my email? <laughs> I, yes, this is really what I was thinking. It's like, I was just, did she just wait for for the equivalent of two months for me to take her on another walk around the park because I didn't want to do it today. I wanted to do it, what is three days from now for me? So did I really just tell my dog to hold on another, oh, I don't know, week before I'll feed her again? So, so yes, this is probably a warped way of looking at it, but this has made me very uh, aware of how much my dog waits on me and that I need to be more attentive to my dog. So, okay. And about humans being more patient, I think, okay, if my dog can be this patient, then I can be more patient. Yes, I am saying, what would my dog do? Okay, (laughs) but this is really where my train of thought went. So what about waiting in the checkout line, right? How many of us are so impatient when we go to the grocery store? I mean, we're impatient enough that we went from having to have a 25 items or less, to a 20 items or less, to a 15 items or less checkout so that we can get through faster. And now, of course, we have the you check it out yourself, self-scanning checkout where the little computer in the checkout scanner yells at you um, (laughs) because we want to dash in and dash out even faster than we did before. And not to be a total hypocrite here, I will say that I do partake of the self-checkout at the grocery store, but I will say this. It's not usually because I'm in some big all-fire hurry or impatient to get through the grocery store. It's because I don't want to talk to anybody in the grocery store. I mean, I just don't like the way that the other grumpy people who are in the long lines are complaining because they're in a long line and it's not going fast enough. That's just, I'm just being honest with you. It's a self-defense mechanism for me to go through the self-checkout and probably better for those who are around me when I'm in a certain mood and I don't want to hear them complain about being in a long checkout line when they filled their basket with all their tailgate items at five o'clock on a Friday instead of going shopping earlier in the week because they got to be in a hurry to get home so that they're ready for the ball game that night or the next day or whenever they're going and they've got like 5,000 bags of potato chips and hot dogs and hamburgers in two carts and they're complaining because of all the other 500 people who are in line doing the same thing and it's too busy on a Friday after work. (laughs) So those are the times that I get in the self-checkout, okay? All right, okay, enough with that. So there are times though that I have to really 
convince myself to get into the longer lines and not do the self-checkout um, so that I will not be antisocial because I'm really not an antisocial person by any means. If you haven't already noticed, I like to talk and I'm much like my mother in that way. My dad used to joke that someone could call our house and have dialed the wrong number. And an hour later, my mom would finally get off the phone. So I come from a long line of talkers. When I do take the time to stand in that line and talk to other people or observe people, though, I never regret it. I usually don't regret it anyway. And oftentimes I have an interesting or funny story that comes out of it or something that I've learned or observed that really affects me. So um, if case in point, if you haven't listened to my podcast episode titled Lessons from the Deli, that one is a gem, or at least that's what I'm being told by several people. Uh, who have enjoyed it, and even people have even emailed me over it. And it demonstrates the hilarious things that can happen in the line at the deli or at the grocery store. So when I think about having patience and seeking peace in any situation, um, I think about one of the most difficult environments to have peace and patience in is the hospital especially the ER. I can't decide if it's harder to have patience while being a patient or being the loved one of a patient. And I guess it depends on the reason you're in the ER. And if you're passed out, then I guess you really don't care how long it takes for them to get you into x-ray. But um, I recall one time being in the ER with my grandmother and learning a lesson about being patient. I think she was about 94 at the time, and they thought that she probably had a cardiac episode, which she had, and thank God it was mild. Um, but my parents had been in the ER room with her for a while and wanted to take a break, so I went in and stayed with her while they stepped out of the room. And she and I were in talking, and we heard all this commotion in the hallway for a minute, and she said to me, go open that door. And I told her I didn't think that would be the best idea since she may have had heart issues and we didn't know what was going on out in the hallway. And, and um, well, she's a little strong-willed, let's just say that. So I went ahead and opened the door and we didn't hear or see anything at that moment. So I went to close it and she said, no, 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 leave the door open. You never know what might happen out there. It could be interesting. And I laughed and I said, yeah, but it's probably nothing. And she said, well, I like to leave the door open. I always see something interesting if I just look and I'm patient. Oh boy. Okay, that simple little sentence and that little thought that she gave me about being patient got into my head and heart in a second, in that moment, and it never left me because she was right, which happened often. She was right often because if I just leave the door open to whatever it is that God has for me, where it is he has me, then I will always, always see or hear or find something interesting. If I'm patient enough. Um, interesting thought, I know. And funny enough, the, commo- the commotion that we had heard that prompted her to ask me to open the door um, had zipped right by us. Um, I guess uh, it had gone one direction and then come right back in front of the door again. Because as I was standing at the door, paused in front of it, um, there came a woman to the door and boy did we see a show uh, sadly it was a woman who had apparently come in to the ER with a drug overdose and was given Narcan she was revived she refused to stay put she hopped off the gurney and she was uh, 
running and dashing through the hallways in the ER, buck naked. Um, and I turned and looked at my grandma and she said, see, we almost missed that. <laughs> so um, at times I want to make remarks to these impatient people. Uh, that I see everywhere, especially on social media, and shout at the TV when I see the news about how impatient the world has gotten in so many areas. And I think, wow, my kids have never had to wait for much of anything in this world. They haven't in our house because uh, we made sure of that. Um, But it's certainly not like we did when I was younger. And I think, wow, I sound like my grandmother. (laughs) And then I think, hey, you know, maybe that's not so bad. So we've, so here I have established that we live in an increasingly impatient world. It's just ever more so and ever more so impatient. And while I joke around a lot about things, when you get down to the overwhelming reality that our world is growing in its level of impatience, it can be funny to dissect it, but it's also kind of scary at the same time. I don't know if there's anyone out there in this little podcast land who's listening to me who recalls having to wait for dial-up internet, but I remember that awful screeching noise it made. (laughs) Oh, those were the days, weren't they? Um, And what about dialing a phone number? You know, we have speed dial now. Well, we've had speed dial for a long time now, but we don't even have to use our brains to remember a phone number anymore. We can speak it at our phone and it will dial it for us because dialing it isn't fast enough either. And long gone are the days of flipping through the phone book and letting your fingers do the walking. You can just speak at your phone and it will bring up a phone number for you. Um, Can you imagine if a teenager these days had to take the time to dial a rotary phone? It's funny because I used to have a bad dream about being unable to get a rotary phone to dial. You know how some people have repetitive dreams about showing up to work with no pants on or getting to school and realizing they're naked? Well, I used to have this recurring bad dream that I was trying to call someone and it was an emergency and I couldn't get the phone to work correctly and it was always a rotary phone. So if you're listening to this and have no idea what a rotary phone is, it's one of those that has the little circle of numbers on it and you put your finger in the little hole above the number and you turn it all the way around one number at a time. Uh, So we live in a society, though, where we don't have to do that anymore. And it's a society where people have access to information 24-7. In fact, if you don't know what a rotary phone is, my guess is you could Google it right now while you're even listening to this, and boom, you would know what a rotary phone is within 20 seconds. That information is right there at your fingertips all the time without having to use a rotary function, without having to wait. It's this instantaneous gratification of Googling, YouTubing, and social media likes, and it's created a monstrous onslaught of impatient people. And when I think of impatient people, I always think of the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, the original classic wonderful gem with Gene Wilder, not the freakishly updated version with Johnny Depp. So in Willy Wonka, there's a character named Veruca Salt. And here's a little spoiler alert here. If you haven't watched the movie, I'm getting ready to tell you a little bit about it. So Veruca Salt is a spoiled little girl whose father owns a manufacturing company of some sort. Um, She wants to win a golden ticket to go to the chocolate factory. So she very desperately 
throws a fit and her father buys millions of candy bars and pays his employees to open them until they find a golden ticket so his daughter can win a trip to the famous chocolate factory. But her demise at the chocolate factory is when she gets really impatient and she wants something. Um, She has a famous song and dance routine where she sings about wanting a golden egg laid by one of the geese at the Wonka factory. The eggs have chocolate in them, by the way. Brilliant. But anyway, the chorus of the song um, is that she wants it now. In fact, the last part of the lyric from the song uh, is as follows, and I will not sing it for you, so be happy about that. Okay, this is what it says. I want the works. I want the whole works. Presents and prizes and sweets and surprises of all shapes and sizes. And now, I don't care how, I want it now. Don't care how, I want it now. Again, be glad I didn't sing that for you. And I'm guessing right now there are a few people that this um, tune is going over and over in your head because I know you can hear it in your head and you might be hearing it all day long. That kind of makes me a little happy. (laughs) Okay. But this girl, Veruca Salt, is... Uh, childish and immature in her attitude and extremely impatient. And when I look at the news and I look at the politics and I look at celebrities and I think of uh, a lot of people in their teens, 20s, 30s, and even 40s, um, the way that we have become attuned to in our society, I think of this song because this could be our mantra, right? I want it now. And certainly, this is how a lot of people are sadly raising their kids. Not just now, but for years. We have high school, college age, and 20 and 30-somethings who believe they should graduate from something, whether it's high school or college, and have it all right now, instantaneously, like Minute Rice. They should be able to pop their life track on fast forward and have what they want, when they want it, like that Minute Rice. The problem with this, it's blowing up in their faces. And it's blowing up in society's face. So back to the Wonka story. Interestingly enough, upon some investigation, I was wanting to know what the name Veruca Salt meant. And I found out that even though the author of Willy Wonka gave some interesting reasons why he named his characters what he did, the name Veruca is a Slavic name that means strong-willed. How strong-willed are you? Are you stronger in your will Uh, than anything else, are you able to relent and surrender to God's will? Insisting on your own will and timing is something most of us have a hard time with, but it is something we are all able to work on and improve. But are you willing to be patient enough to seek God's will and wait for it? What if his will isn't apparent in the moment? What if you keep seeking answers and you're not finding them yet? Are you impatient? Do you run ahead of God? Do you go another way because you haven't had patience enough to see what God is doing in the moment or getting ready to do where he has you? Are you more stubborn than (laughs) strong-willed because there's a little bit of a difference? Are you too strong-willed to wait on God's will? Strong-willed and stubborn can both actually be good attributes in the right circumstances. Let's be clear about that. They can keep us going and keep us motivated, bring us out of a slump when we need it, keep us determined when we really want to roll up in a ball and give up. But impatience, that is not a virtue. It is not holy, and it can often be very ugly. I recently saw a meme online that had a little cartoon character saying, Why must patience be a virtue? Why can't hurry the crap up be a virtue? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, it made me laugh. It still makes me laugh <laughs> because I can relate to it on some days. I think that that's what I'll shout the next time in a, I'm in the checkout line behind one of those complaining, impatient people who are too busy to put their iPhone down and pretend there's a world around them. Wouldn't that startle you right out of your elf uh, iPhone if I yelled that at you? <laughs> anyway, when I said this podcast was about patience, but about more than just patience, though, I meant it. Because I'm not just talking about how much we have lost the ability to have patience with God or patience with ourselves and our expectations with reality, but also as Christians, how we use the topic of patience as an excuse. What? (laughs) Okay. Hang with me here. So let me ask you, are you using patience as an excuse? What does that mean? When I ask you before if you're too strong-willed to wait on God's will, you may have answered no. You may be one of those who seek God for patience on a regular basis. You stay steadfast in waiting on Him to show you what He needs you to do. You don't run ahead of Him. You stay in your lane. And even if it means doing nothing for a time, and or even for time and all eternity, you will wait upon the Lord because you you know that if you're patient enough, something will happen. Praise Jesus. I'm waiting on the Lord. That's some people's mantra. Oh, I'm not, I'm being still. I'm not doing anything. I'm waiting on the Lord. And that's what you tell everybody. Yep. Yep. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm seeking God for patience. I'm waiting on him to give me clarification as to what I'm supposed to step out and do next. Well, so you let everyone know when they ask you, how are you doing? What's going on? You let everybody know you're waiting on God's guidance. You're waiting for a sign. You're waiting for a map etched into your heart and a vision in your mind for direction as to where you're supposed to go and exactly what you're supposed to do. But just take a moment. Think for a minute. Open your heart and mind. Leave the door open, shall I say. Because I want you to challenge yourself for just a second. Maybe it's not patience that you need and you've been patient long enough. But it's become an effective, good Christian sounding excuse. Because you're using patience as the excuse when really deep down you're afraid to do what you know you're supposed to do. I think oftentimes we already know what we already know. Whether it's in your marriage or at your job or with a gift that you have or with your money or a big decision you have to make to step out on faith. You say you're an impatient person, so you keep asking everyone to pray for you to have patience because you're getting edgy. You're getting sad. You're feeling anxious and depressed because you can't see God doing anything. You feel like he's not moving in your life and you're trying really hard to have patience, but it's bringing you down. So you're seeking patience because You're not patient enough to wait. But how long have you been seeking patience? How long have you been seeking clarification from God? Perhaps on something that you already know he has placed on your heart, but you're too afraid to step out into it. You're too afraid to embrace the challenge or or to face the shame or to admit the truth or to say you're sorry or to seek the help you need or to embrace your gift or to forgive and let go. What it is you've been seeking patience to deal with. Maybe it's something you're actually afraid of. So maybe, just maybe, you're using patience as an excuse because it's the nice Christian sounding thing to do when really what you need is to dispel the fear and get rid of the lies that are causing the fear. 
making you think you can't do whatever it is that God has already told you to do and called you to do. So maybe you need to admit it's not about patience. It's about you not having enough courage to do it, whatever it is. Perhaps instead of seeking God for patience, you should be seeking God for peace. And instead of seeking him for a sign or seeking him for clarification, maybe you need to be seeking him for courage. So the Bible has a lot to say about patience, but I'll put a pin in a few verses just to share them with you. Psalm 37, 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. And Romans 12, 12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. I encourage you to strive to be patient. Don't get me wrong. Don't worry about getting ahead, about being faster, about being the first one to get there, or looking a certain way when you get there wherever there is for you, that God is leading you. Let let the wicked rush ahead. Be where God needs you to be when he needs you to be. But I also want to caution you to to not use patience as an excuse to lag behind where God wants you to be because you're afraid. Don't use patience as a purse to hold your fear inside. You don't want a baggage filled with fear. Keep the door open. And be patient because you never know what interesting things God will show you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Woman Inspired Podcast. Please follow this podcast, share it, and hop onto Instagram and follow us, or me, shall I say, by searching for One Woman Inspired. That's the number one, followed by Woman Inspired. And you can um, you can share this by going onto Podbean, Apple Store, or Google Play. And I really appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget today's pod quote, if you can. Um, it is, patience with others shows love. Patience with self shows hope. Patience with God shows faith.